Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. It's about 1035 in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. We have two hot topics for you. Both are serious, even though one has a lot of uh, levity to it. The first uh, are the speeches by President Joe Biden, and particularly by uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin today. And the second has to do with Harry and Meghan and a lawsuit. Oh, my goodness. We'll start with the serious. Uh, President Putin announced a long time ago that he would give a major speech today uh, to the Russian Duma and other invited guests about the status of the war in Ukraine. He did. Of course, he did so on the heels of President Biden's surprise visit to uh, Kiev yesterday which we understand from uh, sources that were inside but have publicized and published uh, their feelings, uh, terribly aggravated and irritated President uh, Putin uh, and his uh, inner circle. His inner circle and, and his advisors include some ultra-nationalist, hard-right people that want him to turn Ukraine uh, into the stone, want him to bomb Ukraine into the Stone Age, uh, and feel that Biden's presence in Kiev was thumbing the Western nose uh, at the Russians, that Biden would feel safe enough to be in Kiev. Uh, one of Putin's advisors even said, well, Biden could have come to the front lines if he wanted, uh, address the troops and leave, and not a hair on his head would have been harmed. That's probably true, not because the Russian military is weak, but because they don't want to harm or kill or capture the president of the United States. Surely Russia knew uh, the president's trip uh, was coming about. Surely Russian intel knew. It wouldn't surprise me if the Americans actually called the Russians to tell them uh, that this was going to happen. There is almost always, as we know, a back channel level of communications that goes on between Russia and the United States, between China, China and the United States. So there are no drastic, catastrophic, irreversible uh, mistakes. What did President Putin say? Well, he said the war is the fault of the West, and the West started the war. Well, the West did inch 800 miles closer to Russia with its offensive and defensive weaponry, 800 miles closer than George H.W. Bush and Jim Baker, President George H.W. Bush's Secretary of State at the time, promised President Putin. Uh, we would move to uh, at the time when NATO assumed the former Warsaw Pact countries. Remember, there was NATO, the North American Treaty Organization, and there was the Warsaw Pact, which was Russia and all of the Eastern European satellites. 
nearly all of those Eastern European satellites, Eastern European countries controlled by Russia from the end of World War II uh, until the end of the Soviet Union, almost all of them are now no longer members of the Warsaw Pact as it doesn't exist anymore. They're now members of NATO. NATO itself is meeting as we speak in Warsaw. The president of the United States is addressing NATO and the Polish parliament in Warsaw. Uh, but NATO did not keep its promises to the Soviet Union when without firing a shot, it disintegrated and Russia went back to its original uh, for many hundreds of years borders. President Putin has been wanting to return those borders to where he believes they were historically, and that includes the Russian-speaking parts of Ukraine. Whether you agree with President Putin or not, you can agree with the argument that the United States has no dog in this fight. There is no threat or harm to United States national security, to United States persons, to United States property. Why are we sending troops there? surreptitiously, because the Congress has only authorized cash and military equipment. It's not authorized military force, and it's not authorized troops. President Biden has sent cash, military equipment, and troops. The excuse is we need the troops to operate the military equipment. This is the same way the Vietnam War began. We sent military gear to South Vietnam. We sent troops as advisors and inspectors. Before you knew it, we were fighting a war. Before you knew it, Congress authorized it. Before you knew it, 500,000 American troops had rotated through Vietnam, 10% of whom came home in body bags. Is that what the United States wants now? President Putin, in his speech, gave a full-throated defense of Russia's military activities in Ukraine. And then he said, and by the way, we are no longer honoring the start treaty. The START treaty is the most recent treaty between the United States and Russia, which limits the use of nuclear weapons. I don't think that the Biden administration or American intelligence was startled by that comment about the START treaty, because I think American intel and the Biden administration and the Trump administration as well have known for years that Russia's manufactured placement threats about military equipment indicated no intention to abide by this treaty. In America, where the treaties are signed by the president, ratified by the two-thirds of the Senate, they, they can only be uh, come ineffectual if two-thirds of the Senate says so. In Russia, the president, who's also the dictator, uh, can uh, rescind uh, the country from the treaty. I don't think this is a big deal. What is a big deal is President Biden's promise to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. As long as it takes to do what? To expel Russian troops from Ukraine and Crimea? Well, that's not militarily uh, reasonable. That would be impossible to do. To expel Vladimir Putin from office? That's not militarily feasible. It would be impossible to do. You want the Congress to declare war on Russia, Mr. President? That would be unlawful. War requires a serious military threat, a grave military threat to the United States. Russia poses no military threat to the United States whatsoever. And yet we have troops on the ground out of uniform in Ukraine. 
troops on the ground in uniform in Poland aiming sophisticated equipment at Russian troops. Question, are American soldiers killing Russian soldiers? Answer, yes. Question, did Congress authorize this? Answer, no. Question, where is the Congress? Where's Bernie Sanders? Where's Rand Paul? Where are people on both sides of the aisle who are against war? Silence. Where's the German uh, hierarchy, the German government over our attack on the German-Russian pipeline from uh, Russia down to Germany? Silence. Where's the American media? Silence. Why is there such indifference about this war? Okay, I'm supposed to be talking about Vladimir Putin. I'm getting a little uh, carried away. He gave a speech, as he promised. It's almost a year anniversary uh, to the beginning of hostilities. That anniversary will be uh, the 24th of uh, February, which is this uh, Friday. Uh, we'll see where all this uh, goes. He has 300 to 500,000 troops ready to enter Ukraine. Fresh troops, which will enter from the north and from the east. They will sweep over the Ukrainian troops and their American uh, advisors, no matter how many advisors are there and what type of military equipment we provide them. As for the president's uh, speech before NATO and uh, the uh, Polish parliament today, and as for his arrival yesterday, it was timed perfectly. It got under the skin of the, uh, of the Russians. It got under the skin of the president of Russia it was a great uh, photo op. If President Biden wants to run for re-election as a wartime president, like his heroes, Abraham Lincoln and FDR, he may very well have that. He may very well be manipulating, maneuvering us into war. It would be immoral, illegal, and unconstitutional. But he seems to be getting us there anyway. Okay, a little bit of a lighter subject, South Park. So Harry and Megan are threatening to sue South Park. Apparently, they are upset over South Park's satire. We don't know exactly which piece of satire has upset them. We know how irreverent South Park can be. It's one of the longest-running shows on television. It can be, oh, my goodness, or it can be side-splittingly funny. Here's a one-minute clip that I'm sure got under Megan and Harry's skin. Take a listen. The prince and his wife. We, we want privacy. We want privacy. Hey, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here. It's great. So let me start with you, sir. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Win. Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I are totally like you should write a book because your family like stupid, and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. This attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving bitch wife actually doesn't want her privacy. How dare you, sir? My Instagram-loving bitch wife has always wanted her privacy. And you know what else? To hell with Canada. We are leaving. We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people. Come on, wife. We want privacy. We, we want, want privacy. Classic satire. 
taking a person's features and exaggerating them to the ridiculous point. If they would file a lawsuit over clips like that, they would suffer what's called Rule 11 sanctions, which is a federal rule of civil procedure, whereby when the plaintiff files a lawsuit that is utterly frivolous, that there is no legal basis for it, then the legal fees incurred by the defendant in order to resist such a lawsuit will end up being paid uh, by the plaintiff. This is what happens when you become a public person. I myself have been the subject of satire. You don't like it, but when you're in this business, you laugh at it. Uh, in this case, I thought it was true and accurate, Sapphire. Harry and Megan, enjoy life. Laugh along uh, with everybody else. Don't use and abuse the American uh, legal system. It is not in existence to soothe your tender egos. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano <laughs> for judging freedom.